Portage Place is now open. With that, an $80 million shopping complex, billed as the new heart of downtown Winnipeg, was in business. The Portage Place theme song echoed throughout the main courtyard this morning as people got acquainted with their new downtown landmark. And many agreed, Portage Place will make downtown Winnipeg come alive. It'll attract a lot of people, I think. It's really nice. I remember a long time ago when it used to be just plain, and now it's just totally like Toronto or something. Winnipeggers flocked in the thousands to see what this place was all about. The customers just aren't here, according to frustrated store managers. For example, the most successful shoe store in the complex anticipated $1 million in sales this year. Now its manager says it will be lucky to do half that. They want Cadillac Fairview to drop their rent or curtail the hours they are forced to stay open in the evening. One official of the Tenants Advisory Board speculates that many of the stores are now having difficulty making rent payments, and 20% could go under this year. Cadillac Fairview officials wouldn't comment today. This interview is fruitless, gentlemen. We have no comment, in other words. You are very correct. What's going on? Nicely done. That was that was a that was an all time classic. Well, we got to reveal some Winnipeg history. Of course we do. Portage Place gonna make it like Toronto. Uh, that was that was my favorite part of that clip. Oh, I had to get that in, of course. Yeah, like, that was it's, good. it's gonna be like Toronto or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're in Winnipeg, we all know how that that turned out. Though, to their credit, the fucking thing's still open. It's still going, still kicking. You know, yeah, uh, and I'll be, and I got some black cars in there too. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, from the men. Ah, whoops. Ah, uh, way to go, you d- fucking dink. Hey, it's the mezzanine sleepover. Hey, gang, how's it going? After I know you're still all reeling after last week's amazing hour and fifty minute episode about episode two of Star Wars. That was, um, you know, if you want it, if you just want. To hear some some fellas cracking wise about a beloved fucking fantasy movie uh, series. That's you go listen to episode twenty eight. I think that if George Lucas had listened to that, he would have learned his lesson. Well, his panties would have been in a bunch. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so uh, it is. Uh, you're going to be listening to this uh, stuff on a February first, probably. Ooh, I know. Happy February, everybody. Oh, welcome to February, folks. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just assume because again, we're we're taping this a couple of weeks in advance. Yep. Let's assume that the Jets are either as far or further out of the playoffs. I'm going to assume that's true, but uh, feel free to uh, hit me up if I'm wrong and laugh at me because I will give you this one chance. And where do they find you? At megamix.com. And I am. Probably on that's February. That's so it's not actually .com. It's the word .com. And probably uh, still on February 1st, I'll still be the most hated Jets fan. I think you will. At slip with five eyes or sleep. Well, I got to say, your 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 uh, frequency of twets has gone down. And so, I, you know, your, your, your stranglehold could be slipping. I don't know. I, you know what? For the first time this in the last three games, because I usually 
I'm usually good for actually watching like one out of every two Jets games, sometimes even one out of every three. I saw all three of them this week. And this week being, of course, leading up to taping day, which is the, the 23rd of January. Yep. Uh, so, uh, there was quite a bit for me this week, but yeah, my dander's up. I, I think last week you alluded to the fan base should be blamed because they were supposed to, with their enthusiasm, and love yes. for the team was supposed to push the team further than they had seen in Atlanta. Yep. I think the fan base is to blame because they're just kind of cool with, with what happens. Yep. You know, they go to the games that they spend hundreds of dollars on and then it's shit and, uh, they just sit there in silence. Yeah. They're not, oh, yeah. Ang- they're not angry. They're just like, huh. Oh, I read, I, I went to, you know, you go to deep Twitter. Often <laughs> 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 talk about, and there was some, some tweet about like, how the Jets deserve your unconditional love and support. And I thought, in what fucking world does a sports team deserve anything? Much less, you know, I, I really believe that in business, that you, you need to earn the, uh, the, the support of your customers. <coughs> and it's just not happening here. So uh, anyway, anyway, we can't talk too much because we are, we are doing a TV taping. We're going back to kind of two weeks at a time. I can't, three weeks is just a little too much for me. Yeah, Plus, you're still going to be out. I have so much darn fun talking. Three weeks is too long to wait. And if, but, and also, <laughs> and you, you can, you did this with the intention of only being out and sitting in that parking lot for two hours. Yet the first of our two shows went two hours. Yes. So, so anyway, so here for four, almost four hours again, but that's okay. So we've got two things that we're going to do this week. Yes. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about this week is we're going to talk TV. We have never talked, we've never spoken about like just focused on television. We we have uh played clips. Yes. From television as part of the intros. Yes. And we may have like brought up a television thing in in you know in reference to something over the course of the dialogue, but we've never really directed our focus on on television that we like. So what we've done is we've amassed some clips yes. uh, uh from shows. The other thing that we've done is uh we we've compiled a, a short list of what we're calling dad songs. Yes, and I would, I put it somewhere in the email to you. It was something like songs that would get a big pop from your pops. Yes, so, so things your dad would like, and so, so we'll get a, it'll give you a little window onto 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 the, the 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 dads of the mezzanine sleepover. So we'll talk. We're going to talk dads shortly, but let's get to the TV first. Yeah, as the first part. So the idea was simply that uh, what we would do is we would compile each of us a list of clips that what most likely were found on YouTube. Yep, and uh, they were going to demonstrate. Now, obviously, with all the content that's out there, both in terms of TV, but also in terms of like, think of your favorite TV show. It's probably very hard for you to find your favorite clip. Exactly. So what what I did was I found uh, clips from memorable shows and shows that I really like, so I can talk about them, and then yep. clips that I thought were good. So they're not necessarily the best of the best, but it's enough to strike dialogue about about television that yeah. I particularly like. I would say that, that that would be, uh, accurate for me. I looked for a few, you know, uh, at first I was like, I gotta find great clips and they gotta be hilarious. And I was like, fuck that. I'm just gonna pick some shows I like and find some clips I like and then we can talk about it. So, uh, let's, let's just get rolling here. Do you want me to go first? Well, yeah, I only got eight. I think you have 10. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to go in chronological order. Uh, I re-downloaded it to the iPad and it's actually out of order. On, on the iPad, so I'm gonna have to figure this out as I go along, but I will. Okay. I will. I can do this on the fly. You're a pro. So I'm gonna start with the oldest clip. Okay. That I have on here, and I guess I will just play it. Do it. 
Oh, I guess I will first turn up the uh, sound. <laughs> I know. Back to me producing. God. Yeah, oh, God damn it. So dumb. All right, here. Let's try this again. And this is a clip for the. Uh, this is a clip for the fiftieth uh, anniversary. Yes. Here we go. Okay. That's sassy sax. That's fucking great. So most of my clips are dialogue, so I won't actually talk over them, but obviously this is a music one. Yep. That's some amazing fucking music. Yeah. Well, it's Pointer Sisters, eh? Is it? Yep. Here. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking Pointer Sisters, baby. So for those of you that don't know, that's an old Pin- Sesame Street clip. The Pinball Number Count song is the name of the song. Yes. So it's, it's a Pointer pin- Sisters. It's yeah. a pinball machine. And it's an animated clip of a ball passing through a pinball machine and doing like little pinball things. And and every pinball stop that it makes, a a score comes up and the score associates with whatever the number is of the day. Yep. So 11 or 7 or whatever. That is classic television. With some awesome music. And and when I was young, Sesame Street, I, I remember this for some reason. Uh, I, uh, I had a babysitter from basically like the time I was a month old. Yeah. Because I was born in the middle of the summer. My mom was a teacher. Yeah. And, and now looking back, she timed it so that I'd be born right in the middle of the summer. Like I'm right in the middle of the summer. You sure so, are. So she's back to work <laughs> in yep. September and I'm at a babysitter's place and that was where I was babysat for years and years. So we yep. would watch Sesame Street. And when I got to like, I don't know, it was, it was still young, like six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. I remember us used to say to the younger kids, well, we're not going to watch Sesame Street. That shows for babies. <laughs> and then we'd fucking park our asses and watch Sesame Street. Of course. Because, <laughs> come on. It was and awesome. And that is the trippiest, fucking funkiest of them all. Yes. It's amazing. I love those. I love that. That song is great. I have that song. Uh, it like the full song. It's great. It's a great clip. So, well done. So I'm assuming for yours, you're just going to go in order here? Yeah, I'm going to start with number one and wait till you see where this one starts. Should I go? Yeah, go ahead. Why? Oh, boy. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know, Bert. I, I'm still... Let's go home. Why? Well, because I'm kind of afraid, Bert. Oh, Ernie, this is a wonderful opportunity. We, we spent all this time getting here. Come on, come on, follow me. Okay, let's look around some oh. more. Yeah, Bert. Oh, Ernie, look. Look at this. There's a spooky, dark tunnel here. You want to join me? Oh, I think I'll wait here, Bert. Okay, I'll take a look. Wow. Oh, dear. Maybe Bert's right. Maybe there isn't anything to be afraid of. It's all in my imagination. Oh, I'll just look at these statues over here. Look at that. Bert? Bert? Did you tap me? Bert's not here. Who tapped me? So that you can stop that. I, I put 25 seconds of silence just in case. Okay. End of each of these clips. That is a 1982 um, uh, Sesame Street sketch, for lack of a better word, segment. Ernie and Bert in Egyptian pyramid. 
<laughs> and I this freaked me the fuck out because er, Bert would leave to go explore because he's so excited. And Ernie would be standing there so scared. And then this fucking like statue would like dance behind him. <laughs> all so creepy and eerie. And he would tap Ernie on the shoulder and he'd get so scared. I was I was five. Scared the fuck out of me. Jesus. <laughs> I just love how it's Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Yeah. They're just it just going. And I you know, you'd never see something like this on, on Sesame Street anymore. Well it's on oh. it's on HBO now. Yeah, it oh god. I guess maybe yeah, man. <laughs> Muppets all fucking killing each other. <laughs> Sex scenes. Oh god, this freaked me out. So man. many drugs. Stuck with me. This stuck with me for years. The dancing fucking, uh, the dancing fucking, uh, and he looked kind of like, <coughs> I think he looked like Ernie or Bert. I can't remember, even though I watched the clip like two hours ago. But yeah, that was uh, that. That's that. That kicks it off. I'm not quite going chronologically. But I had to go with that one, so I'm glad we did because we both went Sesame Street. Awesome. Yep. This is my shortest clip of them all. It's seven seconds. Okay. And from a show with so many things to choose from. Yep. <laughs> here's what I picked. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I'll play it one more time. I will use all the power of my brain. <laughs> So it's from The Simpsons. Yep. So there's a number of great scenes, especially in the early ones, I where um, Homer's going to use his brains. Yep. And they and they'll show his thoughts, and sometimes it's like the one where he thinks that uh, what's it what the what the what the opera is, where it's a bear riding a bike. He thinks yep. it's a circus, <laughs> or a donkey with fucking flies flying around its ass. Yep. But in this is my favorite one, where it's all. <laughs> Old school like cows da- dancing to oh, turkey. In the- yeah, <laughs> playing turkey in the straw. That's so good. That, I that- almost included that one. I don't know if that's my favorite Simpsons clip of all time, but it was like the first one I thought of that I could. Well, find. I mean, I used that on a road trip mix once too, and I put it and, and, and kind of mixed into ch- another version of Turkey in the Straw. Yes, I love that. That old Simpsons is is amazing. Uh, so remember now- that shit? You'd be like, just like when it first hit, and it was all so controversial. Oh, I know. Because it'd be like, because Bart was so bad. I knew, so I knew kids. Influence who, on kids. I knew kids who weren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> now, hang on. Tell, tell, tell the our listening uh, public what you weren't allowed to watch. Okay, so there was my parents were pretty cool when it came to TV viewing. Yep. yep. There was one show that I was forbidden from watching for a yep. year, and it was when I was in grade eight. <laughs> yep. So it was married with children. <laughs> Which I would have, by the way, I, I love that show. I just couldn't find an, a, a clip that, that really stood out yeah. from it. Plus, it doesn't hold up all that well. No. Nope. Uh, but uh, it was Married with Children, or as my dad called it, yep. Bundy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I asked you to tell the story. <laughs> Fucking Bundy's. He's like, what, are you watching Bundy's? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So what I would do is I would just set the VCR to tape it at night and then I'd watch it after school the next day. Oh, uh, you fucking sly dog. And then in grade nine, my, 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 you know, it was just me and my parents. I'm an only child. And we, uh, you know, like we had everything growing up was good in my house, yeah. but we really kind of did our own separate things a lot of the time. Okay. Our one family activity when I was in grade nine was at 10 o'clock. We'd gather around the TV and we'd watch Bundy's. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so there you go. So good. Oh man. But yeah, go back to Simpsons. I, I what a phenomenon. Like just massive. I you know like from the from the from the don't have a cow man shirts. And like really 
so nothing <laughs> to get to get upset about. But parents, all 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 boomer parents, all freaking out. Ah, uh, it's different times. And 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 I just I you know do the Bartman. <laughs> oh, so bad. It's... That was major. But yeah, it got it got it got cracking. Hey, right? like around what season three. Season, season three, four? four, they were rolling uh, from about season like four on to about like seven or eight. They were just yeah, roll. just a just an absolute classic. So well done, that dumb Homer always good thing. So I, I bust ahead here for my number two, and uh, yeah, you can you can roll it. When you laugh, your brain releases endorphins. Yeah, your stress hormones are reduced, and the oxygen supply to your blood is increased. So. You feel, I try and laugh several times a day just because it makes you feel good. So let's, let's try that. Hey, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> come on, trust me, you'll feel. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's about it from yours truly. Thanks for taking all I had to throw at you. I'm spent. But um, I am now going to make like a banana and split. <laughs> you got it. Okay, um, before I go though, um, promise me you'll remember one thing, yeah? Just remember. <laughs> So now, that's from The Office. The UK version. The now, best version. Now, before you talk about it, can I just play yeah. my next clip? Yeah. Yes! Pretty girl on the hood of a Cadillac, yeah. Broken down on Freeway 9. Take a look at her engine starting. Leave a purr and then I roll on by, by, by. Free love on the free love freeway. The love is free and the freeway's long. I've got some hot love on the hot love highway. And going home because my baby's gone. She's dead. She's not dead. <laughs> Long time later, see a cowboy crying. He says, Hey, buddy, what can I do? He says, I lived a good life about a, about a thousand women. I said, Well, why are the tears? He says, Because none of them was you. What, you? No, he's looking at a photograph oh, of you. No, of his girlfriend. It, the video was have shown up. Yeah, yeah, he sounds a bit gay at the moment. It's not gay. Free love, free love, Anyways, and then it, it rolls that, out. Yeah, that office, amazing show. Absolutely. <laughs> you you gave me the the burn discs of that, and I fucking watched that shit and couldn't get enough. That was amazing. I, I remember just I I saw the the DVDs for it, and I'd heard something about it, but I knew nothing. Yeah. I just took a risk. I'm like, let me let me watch this. And I mean, nowadays everybody knows Ricky Gervais. Yeah. At the time, I think I even saw them like at a Walmart or something. Yeah. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch this. Such, so good. So good. And, you know, like a perfect length. It, like, the, the problem with the US version is now they're jamming like 24 episodes a season and they go seven seasons. 
And, you know, it just it dilutes it completely. This was great. It was tight and focused, right? Like, how many episodes total? What, like, 12? 12 and, a, and then a special that was an hour. And it was just, like, tight and focused and good. And Ricky Gervais, perfect. Uh, Martin Freeman, perfect. Uh, just everything about it. Great yeah. show. Uh, I love the, 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 the both clips are great because they, they, you know, like, the, he, he all takes over a fucking, a fucking, uh, like a, a, a um, what like a, some kind of a meeting with? They brought in someone to do it to do a. There's a training session with a training outsider. Session. It's ep- just you know it season one episode four. You can get it on YouTube. I would yeah. stop this and go watch it right now. It's probably oh, yeah. the best You'll piece get of way TV. Better ever. entertainment value. It's the, probably the best piece of TV. It's so good. I, I was I was going to include um, the part where he's where he's doing where they're doing kind of the uh, the back and forth where they're doing an example, and it's like. The guy's showing how it's bad. The hotel manager who doesn't listen to his customers. <laughs> yes. And he's all, and they're going back and forth. He's all, there's a rape up there. Cause he all, he has to win. Yeah. He's like, he get, be the, more shocking. get their attention. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, the- and then this one, the, my clip was he's motor. He got some, you know, somebody got just wrongly gets him to be a more motivational speaker. And he's so bad because he got fired. Right. That's right. So, so he's doing the, he's doing the, no, he wasn't fired yet. Okay. Not when he was a motivational speaker. After he got fired, then they decided that they weren't going to use him anymore. So it all kind of happened around the same time. But he's still because Don, I think he's he's paying Don to be his assistant. Yeah, and all his shit around, and he's got simply the best, which I thought you would enjoy. So of course, The Office UK. If yeah, that it's way better than the American version. The American version is not bad. It got bad, but it wasn't bad. Season two and three were pretty good, but way better. So what do you got for your next one? I think now you combined it's, it's, two. It's, you've combined one into mine, so it's yours the, now. The balance is working itself out. Oh, do you want me to go with another one? Because it's yeah, go with another one. Okay. Um, I should also mention. So far, I'm impressed. We got <laughs> crossover a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. both of yours yeah, are crossover. Great, great minds think alike. All right, I'm gonna just ch- looking this over, and I think if we go in chronological order. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I don't know if it's exactly, but I'm going to go with this one next. And I'm sure there's going to be crossover with okay, this. Go for it. Last week when I came home to learn that you had killed our dog, that was the final straw. Oh. <laughs> you killed the dog? What'd you do that for? It was an accident. Oh, what was it, barking? He sat on the wall. He was high. Oh, Jesus Christ. I fell asleep. She got suffocated or something. Sylvia. You kill little Cosette. I had to suffocate you, you little prick. Tony, we're going in order. Sylvia? When I came in to open up one morning, there you were with your head half in the toilet. Your hair was in the toilet water. Disgusting. <laughs> That's it. Uh, play number six, buddy. Alright. What were you doing out there alone in a car with my fiance? They were talking about you, you selfish prick. And how you were the best thing that ever happened to her. Well, you don't think this fucking devastates me? Well, frankly, you scored so far over your head when you got her. What do you expect? The fuck are you talking about? She's a knockout. A 10. And look at you. You're average at best. So you better reconcile yourself with that or you're going to be fucking paranoid your whole life. Oh, so this is my fucking fault now. Nothing happened. And I'm not going to say it again. You should have married that girl two years ago. Everybody knows you've been the biggest fucking cooze hound around the past four or five years. Your midlife crisis. You fucker catches me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, 
obviously Sopra the Sopranos. Now, the funny thing about this is uh, my first clip that I was going to do was when he fucking sits on the dog <laughs> and then tells her that he, he the dog must have crawled underneath him to get warm. <laughs> and 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 uh, there was I, I also was thinking I also like two like three weeks ago whenever when we were thinking about this I was all I got to include Silvio. Your head was in the toilet. Disgusting. But I didn't. So, perfect. I went right there. <laughs> One so of my favorite good. clips. So, Sopranos are, again, amazing. Again, if you haven't watched it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. It still holds Stop up. Stop and go watch clips. I'm serious. Go yeah. watch clips. Any clip. It doesn't even matter. Just go watch clips for three hours. Better than listening to this. So, in my clip, uh, Christopher, who's kind of, is Tony's nephew and kind of is like protege, like Tony's trying to groom him throughout the series. Yeah. Tony is the big boss. And Tony's yep. the big boss. Well, Christopher's got a heroin problem, and he's with his girlfriend, and he sits when he's high. He sits on the dog and kills it. Yeah, and then he actually ends up doing other stuff. He beats her up, I think, and well, yeah. And so they do this intervention. So it's a bunch of the st stupid mobsters yeah. and his family. But then the guy that's leading the interventions, like a friend of theirs, it's like trying to be all serious. Yep. And of course, chaos ensues because. Tony is selfish and only wants to think about himself. And yep. then, and then still at the end reads off, well, here's what I wrote. <laughs> so good. And, and in your clip? Uh, my clip was, um, Tony and, uh, Christopher's, uh, not fiance. Is she, is she fiance at that point? Yes. Yeah. Fiance. And, and they, they get in a car accident together because they're driving home from the club one night. Is it her club that she's running? Yes. Yeah. And so they, they get in a car accident. And Christopher hears about it secondhand. And of course, the whole thing is like the, the rumor is that she was blowing Tony. Yes. <laughs> and so Christopher has to confront him, but in, you know, a way. But Christopher, of course, it's his nephew, so he has a little more leeway. So he starts going off on him. And classic. The fuck He's the catcher's mitt. Who would fuck a catcher's mitt? Classic. And of course, you know, last, uh, a few weeks ago, you did the clip with the, um, Uncle June's in the muff. Yes. That's another classic. That was a way, way back. That was when I was way showing back. you the. That's right. When I was showing you the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the soundboard. It was like episode two. Oh, God. I, I've just been listening to them for the 25th anniversary, so I couldn't remember. Let's see here. here but yeah. So, Uncle June's in the muff. You... <laughs> Uncle June's in the muff. And you've been, uh, you also played an intro recently that was not, maybe not recently, but a, a while back. Last time I was in this parking lot and it was, uh, it was, uh, shoelaces. Uh, it was Polly talking about shoelaces. Awesome. There's, that show has everything. There's probably, I bet you could line up 100 things that you could play clips of. Just over and over. Funny stuff, good stuff, sad stuff, awful stuff. It's got everything. And I'm a full believer that the ending was awesome. I was fine with the ending. I fucking, I fucking thought, great. It was kind of like good. It was also a bit of a fuck you. It was a bit of a made sense. It was good. Sopranos, amazing show. I remember us, we talked about this on the podcast before, but getting those tapes off HBO and watching them like the next day because we were so hard up, had to watch it. Mm -hmm. The nights that I spent with Kid Tetris just watching Sopranos. There are only um, two shows, so many. at least in the last, uh, let's say, 15 years, there are only two shows that I've had to watch when they were on. Were Actually, sorry, three. There were okay. three that I had to watch when uh, instead of waiting for the DVD or whatever. Yep. Sopranos was one. Yep. Lost was another, which I'll say because I don't have a clip. Yep. And there's a third one, which will come up. Okay, sounds good. But now I think we're, awesome. we're over to you. As as Kid Cetrus would say, the Zibranos. <laughs> All right, over to me. Track number three. Now, wait, before you play that, I'll put a little preamble. 
Uh, I use a little, uh, you know, creative license on television, so go ahead. Okay. Laying down a challenge for the big show tonight. And go on and check your big fat ass directly into the SmackDown Hotel. Big show's going to need a big king-sized bed, isn't he? <laughs> wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Is that Millennium Talk? It's, it's the Millennium Talk! Jesus Christ. Yep. Still, you know, still the best to this day. That is everything about that. And that's a little long and you don't quite get it. Goosebumps. There's a lot of things to say about that that are great. I mean, I, I cut it off at the perfect time because the promo gets a little. Uh, Chris Jericho's debut, Monday Night Raw, uh, August 9th, uh, uh, 1999. Sorry. Yep. Um, he signed a couple months earlier and, you know, Internet's all over it. Everybody's excited because Jericho's pure fucking gold in WCW. And he ended up being pretty close to pure fucking gold in WWE as much as he could be. And, uh, he, well, his promo to open a little spotty, it took him a, took him about a year to really get going. But that, that debut was amazing. Amazing. And, and the pop that you, that you hear is much bigger when you are really like listening to it with the headphones on and the it's not like you know through the pipe through the mezzanine sleepover filter if you watch the if you watch the video so what happens is there's the countdown goes off the the lights go out in the arena in the middle of the rocks promo the rock the biggest guy in the company and then they start playing the music and at the point where they say break the walls down in the song the big word Jericho appears across the Titantron, and that's where the pop happens. And the place goes nuts. Yeah. Like fucking unglued, like Stone Cold Steve Austin level. Even though you don't hear it, it's fucking deafening. And I remember watching this. I saw it live. And it's my favorite fucking moment from, from Raw easily, but maybe my, one of my favorite moments from wrestling. Just you, we anticipated, you knew it was coming. You were wondering if that's what it was. And then it was, it was a great payoff. And then Jericho fucking steps out. Welcome to Ross Jericho. And people go nuts. This guy was a mid Carter in WCW. And, and he was immediately, fucking... it, it ended up, there was a, there was a little bit of a bumpy road for the first uh, year or so. Yep. But essentially, as soon as that thing happened, he was like a top star. And that guy with his size, like to, 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 to be the star that he was is a testament. And I love Chris Jericho. He's from here. And I'm not like a big, like, I love, you know, it's when Winnipeg, you got to be for me, but there's a little bit of pride there because wrestling, like, you know, we're a, little, a little, we're a little bit markish when it comes to that. We act all cool about the Jets, but when it's like wrestling, it's like we take it a little serious. Yeah, we do. But like Jericho, uh, like I, I interviewed Jericho when I was in, in uh, at Red River 
and we talked over email and he was just a fantastic guy. And like, so I was like, fuck Jericho. So awesome. And it was great. Loved it. So that was, uh, I saw that live. I was, I was house sitting in Southdale and, uh, that shit went down. It was great. I was there. But you, we were there too. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Uh, that it wasn't was all- as good as the GTV segments, but you know, <laughs> that was also, by the way, like weeks before we went down to SummerSlam 99. I know. And then saw fucking Jericho there. Awesome. So, uh, uh, this one I think is next in terms of chronological order. So here we go. Yeah. You think you're smarter than me, don't you, Ricky? Well, you're not. The old shit liner's coming to port. I'll be there to tie her up. He's about to enter the shit tornado to Oz. What makes Sam Dorothy? Right, Mr. Leahy? Right, Randy. <laughs> Cops and dope don't mix. Do they, Mr. Leahy? Like shit and strawberry shortcake, Randy. We're about to sail into a shit typhoon, Randy, so we better haul in the jib before it gets covered with shit. Julian, I told you I didn't want any shit in Sunnyvale. You idiots have loaded up a hair-trigger, double-barrel shit machine gun, and the barrel's pointed straight at your own heads. So, like, the barrel of the gun's bent back? Let's go, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Oh, Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, uh, a show that I wasn't into for, like, the first couple of years. Nope. And then I, I remember, I believe I borrowed the first season from you. Probably. And then I was like, eh, I couldn't really get into it. And then when I was in Ottawa, for some reason, I decided to give it another shot. Good choice. And uh, it took off. And I mean, seasons one through four are gold. Everything after that is kind of on a decline. Oh, yeah. That gets pretty well, it's steep. Just repetitive. Like the Netflix ones are bad. They're bad. Yep. But uh, but one through four, amazing. And amazing. And, and Leahy with the, the shit sayings. Oof. So good. I mean, you could pick a multitude of things. You could pick one character and just do their quotes. Fucking bubbles, Ricky. <laughs> Corey, and this is this is like this is cheap heat, right? Like m- many people like Trailer Park Boys. This isn't like we're going, we're getting some deep cuts here, but it's a legit. Those seasons were were great, and it's such a lowbrow show. Oh god, it's super, you know, cheap production. Yeah, uh, you know, cheap. Like you know, the actors aren't really like, except for Leahy, who's fantastic. Yeah, but they're not the greatest actors in the world. The dialogue is super like bad. Yep. <laughs> And yet, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I love. I I I was legit just laughing again because they're just funny. You get Kid Tetris doing those two. Good. Uh, Good old Kid Tetris. So back to you, brother. All right. So we're gonna get a little serious, but this is seriously my favorite. This is number four. My favorite part of Lost. I've seen these people, and they are animals. They took my son right out of my hands. They took my son and. I'll do it. Give me the gun. I'll kill him. Because that's what they do. What's the combination? 18 right. One left. 31 right. I'm sorry. For what? Michael? So I judiciously edited that. <laughs> but there's nothing better than the death of Anna Lucia. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> the greatest moment in the, in the history of Lost, the worst character ever, gets fucking killed. And then Libby gets killed too. So, you know, nothing, nothing, no, no, nothing, nothing great about that. But still, poor Hurley. 
I know, eh, right? Hurley, who's like the only girlfriend he's going to get, and she's she's way out of his league. Yeah. I, I was like, watching that again, so and I was like, that Lily like gets all sexy. I know. And uh, and then she's just shot. Poor dude. Poor yeah, her. That was, yeah, that was, that was, uh, I, I, my wife and I used to listen, watch, I mean, we watched the show. So we were, we were th- uh, three seasons behind. So we watched the first three seasons on DVD and then, and then caught up for four. And like you said earlier, it's one of the shows we just watched every week. And of course, you know, it eventually got bad, but, or, or worse, but it was great. And so I remember we were watching, and this is season two, late in season two. And, uh, I won't get into the storylines because it's all so convoluted, but we were just waiting. We hated her, hated Anna Lucia, everything about that character I hated. And then just kind of out of nowhere, he fucking just kills her. And we were like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Best ever. Loved it. So there, I don't have much more to say. I love Lost. I, so. uh, I liked it. I just, I couldn't find, you know what? I think it's just because there's nothing really funny to play. No, there's not. And, and edit that shit down like and, hard. I had to cut out all the gaps because the pacing was so wonderful. And there's so many, there's so many characters I hate. <laughs> yep. Lost. So many. Like you was like, she's the worst ever. And immediately I'm thinking, Kate. Is she worse than Kate? <laughs> she worse than Hurley? You know, well, she's she's not worse than her. Or sorry, she's better than Hurley. No, 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 she's worse than Hurley. No, no, Anna she's Lucia to me is the worst. But she, she's there she's, are bad she's characters. bad, but Kate's up there, man. Kate oh, yeah. is Kate is way up there. I forget who I was talking about uh, with uh, earlier. I think this week about Lost, maybe in the last couple of weeks, and and the conversation got to Kate. So much <laughs> hatred, and you get so mad. Wow. And then like whiny Jack, you know, it, and I was like, I was like team Jack for so long. Oh, I was team Locke, right? I was team. Yeah. I remember you were team Jack and I was team Locke and then they kind of both got ruined. I know they both got ruined. At least Sawyer was pretty good for the most part. So that was good. But yeah, lost a, a classic. And I remember the big viewing party. Yes. Where, where I burnt all the <laughs> so many hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was just kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I was like, but huh. you know, like most are, right? I mean, what are you gonna do? So there it is. There's lost. Michael kills Anna Lucia, then Libby. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna play. I'll do one. You know what? Let's do one more serious one. Okay. Omar. Hey, you. You don't need to open his door, man, for a huff and puff. Come on now, by the hands of your chinny chin chin. Omar, you best roll out. We up in here with the Mac tank. Oh, I think it's not, Terrell. I think it's not. Yo, might need to think this through and stop wasting my time. Cause Omar will come back tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. And I will put a bullet in all y'all behind what happened right now. You heard? So there you go. The wire. So that's the wire. So just to explain the scene. Yep. Uh, and it's in episode one. So the wire 
is essentially about like drug gangs against the cops. There's tons of other shit. It's the best show ever. But but that's kind of the main story. But there's a character who is uh, a, a criminal, but he's like a vigilante. Okay. And he robs the drug dealers. And nice. his name is Omar. And he's kind of this mythical character. So they they show this scene where Omar, when people see him, all the, like in the projects, they all scatter and they're like, Omar coming. Omar nice. coming. And he walks around with a trench coat and a big ass shotgun. Nice. So, and they're showing like scenes where the, there are like little kids all like hiding and, and peeking out and watching <laughs> okay. him. But then he's going to rob the drug house and they're like, we got a gun. And he's like, I fucking think not. So they drop <laughs> they drop the bag full of drugs and money for him. And he's like, "All right," takes off. Nice, but you know, I uh, I watched I think maybe parts of the first season. I just never got into it, and I I, I got to go again. I think it's a great. Like, it's so fucking good. Season three is the best. It's the best. Like I wanted to stand and applaud when I watched season three. Okay. So you know, if you can, season two is a good season two. It's a little tougher sledding. Like yeah. you got to really love it. It's not bad though, but you got to be invested in the show at that point. But yeah. but three, you could almost just start at three if you wanted to try it. And uh, yeah. oh my god, I'm not so, like a, a holdout just because I have some philosophical thing where you know the people are like, well, everybody likes The Wire, so I don't. I just you know, it's the same. There's happened. There are shows that people like you know Game of Thrones just haven't watched it yet. Walking Instant. Dead. Just... I've, well, I've watched the first season. Wasn't really my thing, but I it was pretty good. But I just, I just haven't have watched it yet. I watched, I used to have HBO, uh, and when I, when I, in our condo. And, uh, so I watched Game of Thrones the first season on demand, which was pretty cool. But I just, you know, I, it wasn't my style of show. And again, like Walking Dead, I mean, I just haven't watched it, but there, I know it's just the way it is, right? You can't watch yeah, everything. Watch everything. That's why TV's so, it's so nebulous. But <laughs> I will, I will definitely give it another look. So, uh, over to the you. The Wire. Good, good one. I know, I know that. I know you like that a lot. Um, my number five here, I'll give it a little preamble. Um, you can take a show that's been on, on the air for 40 years and you can pick it almost anything. Uh, I go, it's Saturday Night Live. I go a little bit more recent, something where I got a big pop when I saw it live, which I don't watch very much. So you can, uh, you can let it roll. Oh, she forgot about the golden rope. Ah, it's okay. We're 
All right, so that's uh, that's a little short from 2011. Yeah. Uh, three-way, the golden rule. I guess the third in the uh, in the uh, I guess for the dick in the box guys. Yep. Where the, I guess the first is dick in a box. They they get out of jail and they fuck each other's mothers. Yes. Then uh, and then they leave their mothers' houses and uh, and then uh, get into a three with Lady Gaga. Um, let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to frame this. First of all, the song is is awesome and. and and I bought it on iTunes. The only time I've done something like that, it's all categorized as in some somewhere, maybe not on iTunes, but as, as New Jack Swing. <laughs> so good. Um, production values are amazing on the song. The song is great. It's wonderfully written. One of the better things I've seen come off of that show. Um, you could pick many, many different things. And you could probably do a podcast on just SNL and go through the eras. Uh, one of my favorite eras is just Sandberg and Lonely Island. You know, dominating with digital shorts and doing funny things. So that was that was great. I might have some stuff. <laughs> You're a Saturday Night Live guy, so let's go. I've got two actually. Ah So just in the, in the same vein as yours, let's just do a little bit of this. We'll talk some more. Let's do it. Yeah, yo, yo, I'm about to say yes. yo. Turn on my headphones. Come on, check my style out. Rap song. <laughs> we do our raps and then the crowd goes wild And then it's time for the after party And we hang out and do lots of sex with girls Doing raps and going to parties That's basically what we're all about We're super famous so the ladies let us help them And also we drink expensive champagne We're at the strip club spending cash Ones and fives and even twos We make it rain cause it's a song And I throw a silver dollar and a lady gets hurt Rap song Rap song. We come from the south and our teeth are gold. We drink lots of codeine and sit around. A jam comes on and we all do the crump. So uh, this goes like it's a mix of all the Blizzard Man. So good. But I love I love the ones all we do our raps. <laughs> you know what? I was looking for that one for Blizzard Man. That was my one of my first thoughts. There, there, if you go to Blizzard Man and on uh, I. Or wait on iTunes on uh, YouTube and look it up. There's a, there's a two minute mix of all his stuff. Okay, that's so, good. So that's from the same era that you're talking about. And then, era, yep. And then something a little bit more contemporary. Okay. Anyways, that is that is one of your trademark favorites. Oh, I mean, and that's the newest. Well, that's the newest one I like. They haven't done it in a few years, but there's so much goodness in those skits. Oh, I know. And of course, number one being Jason Sudeikis rap dancing oh, with the fucking tight afro in the tracksuit. Yep. And, you know, uh, Bill Hader is Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> Always getting shunned. Oh man, those are great. I mean, you could do again. We could do a whole show. I think we maybe have to do that. I'd be. The I'd SNL be. has so many things for all the badness that comes and goes. So many great things throughout the years. I agree wholeheartedly. So uh, yeah, those yeah. are my two SNL clips. Well done. And so, I love it. Three so crossovers so far. Yeah, three crossovers. I'm gonna go uh, back in time a little bit to uh, one of the first kind of uh, grown-up shows I started watching. Number seven. Nice. 
Uh, yes. Were all the bears there? Yes. All the bears that ever there was were there. Good night. Okay. Dad? How, how come the picnic ended at six o'clock if it was so good? I mean, it, it's not even dark at six. Uh, all the bears were tired from uh, frolicking. Oh. Frolicking's very tiring, son. Okay. Night. What what they, what they eat? Uh, well, the teddy bears ate uh, buttons and felt. Ooh. No, no, that's teddy bear food. Oh. Uh, it's good. It's like hot dogs. Okay, mm. yeah. Were you even there? <laughs> what? No, I wasn't actually there. Well, that, then how do you know? A guy at work told me. Who? Hank. Hank who? You don't know him. Maybe I should call this Hank. No, no, I don't think that would be a good idea, son. Why? Because he doesn't have a phone. What? What kind of a freak doesn't have a phone? A freak that works in the mail room. Oh. Now go to sleep, please. Yeah, I can't sleep. Trying to piece together this sloppy narrative. <laughs> so that's the first part of the clip. I have a second part of the clip. This is the teddy bear picnic sketch from Kids in the Hall uh, season one in 1989. So uh, basically what happens is the kid ends up going to bed and he's in the room after the wife comes in and helps console the kid and all this. And then they go back to the room and here's the next clip. This teddy bear's picnic story isn't true. <laughs> Uh, no, not exactly. Well, if you weren't helping out at the picnic, where were you last weekend? Hmm? You think I'm having an affair, don't you? An affair? Oh, my God! Uh, you weren't thinking that? Uh, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I was out with a few of the guys from work and a few goblins... And, uh, it started raining gumdrops, so, uh, we happened into this wizard's tavern. And, uh, I'm gonna be honest, we had a little bit too much dew to drink, so, uh, I thought I shouldn't drive. Well, you did the right thing by not driving, but you should have called. Well, you know, I tried, but it's the darndest thing, honey. Um, the wizard's leaf wouldn't dial out. So that's Kids in the Hall. Oh, uh, God. I, I started watching that well before I should have, I think. Oh, yeah? There's some fucking serious... But again, you know, in my, in my house, it wasn't like uh, any dictatorial reign, really. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of TV, so when I did, it was kind of like, oh, you're watching that? All right. <laughs> and so uh, I used to make tapes of all my favorite fucking clips. This was on there. I had that tape for years and years and years. I'd rewatch them. This is old, weathered, beaten-up video cassette. But yeah, that was... Uh, that was a hell of a show. Just well, a hell of a show. And it's the kind of thing, like, your parents, like, they probably just look for a second and, you know, parents, right? They'd be like, this is goofy shit, all right, and just walk away. Well, it wasn't their style of comedy. Yeah, like, who's going to sit down and watch this if you don't know? No, because it, it's actually, Kids in the Hall was quite, was an interesting kind of comedy, too. So, you know, but it was on CBC, so maybe that thought it was okay. Like, it's Canadian content, so how bad could it be? It's probably like one of them Avalee shows. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, uh, Scott Thompson's in town and he was, I, I don't know if he was, uh, uh, performing tonight, but definitely last night. And so 
the strangest thing. So Marcy Marcusa has him on her show on CBC radio and she kind of dances around the, um, the fact that he in, 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 on kids in the hall and in his, in his comedy, he uses the word faggot a lot. And so she kind of dances around it and he takes her to task and says, you should be using it. I used it in my shows. You backing away from it makes it, you know, makes it into something that it isn't. And then she wrote an article about it on the website and used the word faggot about 50 times. Like she was just trying. It was like a kid saying it over and over and over because she was allowed to. It was fucking disgusting. Oh, Jesus. Like it was just over and over. It wasn't just once on the article. It was like at least 20 times. But anyway, that's my that's my sidebar. Kids in the Hall, fucking amazing. Love that show. So I have three left and you have one? Yes. I actually have two left, but I remembered something. Okay. And I have to play it. Well, do two now and then I'll do one, then you do one. Let me just see. All right. <laughs> I think this is going to work. This okay. is a YouTube video that I just found now. Okay. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Watch, there'll be a commercial. Nope. Oh, how you gonna rip it like this, son? How you gonna rip it like that, son? I don't play that because it's action. I talk about bad back because I'm black, son. That's right, I'm the black sheep, the real black sheep. I'm the black sheep, the real black sheep. Talking about, uh. He's doing uh. a rap dance right now. That's right, y'all, because I'm freaking for you. That's right, that's right. So you say what? The got Nick got goat legs and no nuts. That's okay with me, because that's how I rock on the city to the streets. So the motherfucking beat. Bad, 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 bitch, I'm rich. Bad, bad. So that's uh, classic. That's actually um, uh, a clip from when they actually recorded it. It's not from the actual like sketch where it's in. Okay. But basically, so it's from uh, the Chappelle show. Yep. So I'm trying to remember the whole skit, but basically Dave Chappelle is out and he's and he's having a dinner and he's talking about like here's the shit that's going on in my head. Yep. And so one of them's like, oh, I should have been a rapper. <laughs> so they have him going like, How are you gonna rip it like this, son? How are you gonna rap it like rip it like that, son? And it's got him from the waist up. Oh. But, but then his voiceover, he's like, But I need a gimmick. <laughs> and it and it tone it, it pans down and he's all got sheep legs. Yes, so good. <laughs> and he's the black sheep. He's all clip-clopping around. <laughs> yeah, doing a rap dance. And then it goes back to him at dinner. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's pretending to listen. But then it goes back to him. And it's all... <laughs> he's all playing the mic like a flute. So good. So anyways... That I show amazing, too. I just I just thought of that. And I was like, I got to find that. Okay. Uh, I will do one more serious one. And then we'll yep. leave the fun one for the end. Good. Three people are dead following an explosion that rocked this elderly care facility earlier today. The fireball completely consumed one resident's room and damaged common areas nearby. Walt, some of the residents of the Let me room. get somewhere where I can hear you. Tell me one go ahead and go dry. Walt, not suspect how are you doing? How am I doing? How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing quite well. I'm good. Jesus, Walt, the news here. Gus Spring is dead. He was blown up along with some person from some Mexican cartel, and the DEA has no idea what to make of it. Do you know about this? Walt, I need you to... It's over. We're safe. Was this you? What happened? 
I won. Oh, <laughs> did you ever, did you watch Breaking Bad? I'm watching it now. Spoiler alert. No, I knew that happened. Oh, yeah. We're right in the middle of that season. Season four? Yeah. That's the best season. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Like, it's, it's, um, all time shows and seasons. I, I don't know if it's number one. It's top five. That's good. And like, yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. No, I knew that happened. I've, I've watched clips all the way through to the end. Oh, the, the last, like, couple of episodes. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's good. That's good. That's a good clip. And the whole, I mean, the whole damn thing. And again, the, the best part about Breaking Bad, they do five seasons. They cut the, the fifth season into two parts, but it's, yep. you know, they call it five seasons. Yeah. But they're like, okay, we're going to end it. Here's a definitive ending. It's going to be satisfactory. We have enough twists that it's fun, but we also just like the last episode without really spoiling it. It's like they build up to what's going to happen and then it happens. Well, as it should be, right? And you're just so, so happy. You don't need a twist ending on the last show, right? No. So yeah, I've, se- I've seen the last episode parts of it. So yeah, that's a good show. Uh, well done. Very well, serious. It is. Over to yes. you. I'm going, I'm going to go funny. And we taught, I, we mentioned this, uh, uh, at some point on the, on the sleepover. And, uh, this is one of my favorite shows of, of recent years. So give her. Carrie. Uh, Carrie, wake up. That's right. I think I missed hip hop. What do you mean? Just pass me by. Fred, hip hop's been big for like 25 years. I can't go to that show. Yeah, you can. I don't want to be made the fool. We have like 14 hours till the show starts. I can get you ready. I can teach you. How? It was mostly happening in, in New York City. Okay. Like who? Who is that? Who did they have back then? Grandmaster Flash, Sugar Hill Gang. And were they really a gang? They were a group. So was Sir Mix-a-Lot in the Wu-Tang Clan? Clan. Clan. There's no G. It's Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Is this a fad or is this here to stay? Hip-hop? I understand that like it's won Grammys, right? Young MC won a Grammy. (laughs) Okay, Young MC. So there's a Grammy there. So it's Grammy winning music, right? What's Suge Knight? Okay. Why don't you tell me what you remember about East Coast versus West Coast? Uh, Queen Latifah is against... The two life crew are, they're too, like, they're just cursing so much. And then the fat boys are just like, we're kind of the fattest guys around. And Notorious Big's like, I'm kind of a little fatter. <laughs> okay, name the members of the Wu Tang Clan Chuck D's Public Enemy. So Wu Tang Clan is just. Clan. DZA. Dizzy. ODB. Yes, ODB. What does that stand for? On the. Uh, Old. Dirty. Black man. <laughs> okay, so Lil Wayne, the Carter, that's like a four-part series of albums. Right. You okay? A lot of, a lot of cursing. Oh, that's okay. This guy's really mad. Oh, this is Dirty South, because it sounds pretty dirty. You're going to be so ready for the show. There's like a little play going on. Oh, sometimes they do skits in between songs. Order in the court. It sounds like it's pretty simplistic, so this is kind of old school. All right, all right. I think I got it. So the uh, Portlandia. Okay. Oh. Oh. Hey. I guess Woo. I didn't put silence. Uh, yeah, Portlandia, season four, I think. Oh, it's so good. It's it's just it's it's amazing. I might I I I love the the one of my favorite episodes where they do the thing 
with the Eddie Vedder tattoo, and then Eddie Vedder shows up. Awesome. I was that tempted. Was I was tempted to put on the because uh, you can find the whole clip of when they uh, get the mobile phone plan. So good. And also, uh, I, they don't have the full clip easily to find, but where they go and order the burger. Yeah. And he's all like, do you want to breakfast size your burger? What's that? <laughs> where we roll it all up into an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I love, fucking love that show. So good. It's so been, good. It's been pretty, pretty consistent the whole way through. Like, there's five seasons now, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, good. Still... it's just funniness. And you're, you know, some things fall flat, but that's a nice thing is that, you know, something, some things might be a little bit, you know, kind of, not as funny, but it's, it's breaks it up throughout, right? So it's not like, it's, it's an interesting way of doing a show because it's kind of like sketches, but not really. So it's good. Portlandia. Here's what my, do you la- got? my last thing. We're going back a few years, not too long, but here we go. Hello? Will? Yeah. Hey, it's Boogie. Hey. Check this out. Let me hear. <laughs> so I'm at the nomination ceremony uh-huh. and Kaser put both our keys in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Bring. Hello? Will. Yo. Yo, it's Boogie. Hey. Check this. Okay. So I go to the veto ceremony. Right. I veto myself off the block, obviously. Naturally. So I think they're about to call your name. They are. <laughs> Janelle puts Diane up. <laughs> in uh, POV today? Nah. I want a trip to Aruba for two in a plasma television. Did you win POV? No, I won uh, 5000 bucks. So anyways. Oh fuck, that's great. Just some chill town action. You know, okay, so they so they do the All Stars. And like we were we were chill town fans from way back. Yes. And I remember early on in that All Stars, because this was years later, it was like, uh, they're doing Chill Town again. And then they fucking pulled it off. Oh, big time. <laughs> not only not only in the game, but also in the funniness. They were great. They were even they, better because yeah. really Chill Town in the first one was three kind of dicks and then when two of them left will emerged as like the guy yep and he was awesome it was more will so in this one it was like oh chill town like boogie yeah and boogie and, was awesome boogie was great in in that season so they're basically doing this this thing where like there's they should be they should be kicking them out the rest of the house should be booting them out but yep. for whatever reason they're manipulating their way into staying yep. as they always do which is why i still claim that will is the best because he never, oh, he won, he never won competitions. He fucking mind tricked everybody. Yep. And, uh, anyways, and so they do these little phone calls in the diary room. So it's just for the fans at home. Yep. Kind of behind the back of everyone in the house where they laugh and make fun of stuff that's gone on. Yeah. That was so, so much fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you that's... know, on a reality TV vein, and cause I didn't have 10, but I, I would put an honorary mention to Survivor All Stars. The first one. That was where good fucking too. Boston Rob fucking like tricks everybody. So he not only wins competitions, but he all puppet masters everybody. He was fantastic. They all, they all do the merge and it's all it's all it's all he all he all asks Lex a favor. He's all, Hey Lex, you know, if you could they don't do merge, they do like a swap. And he's like, Can you save uh, Amber or whatever? And he's like, just if you can. And he's like, as a favor. And and Lex is like, Oh okay, okay. And he's like I, I, you know, he doesn't promise him anything. He just asks for a favor. And of course they take her off. And then the next week they fucking vote Lex out. Yep. And Lex is so mad. And he's like, I, I did you a special friend favor. And Rob's like, you don't do a favor expecting something back. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> fucking good. 
there's you don't you know like he, he it was perfect because you don't he didn't ask him and said i'll do something for you he's like if you can save her please do it for me and then he fucks the guy after and it's like well you know there's a couple of other good big brother things if you can look them up um there's this there's a season where they bring back mike boogie and janelle again yep and there's there there are three amazing moments in the season Okay. One is that early on, Mike Boogie orchestrates a plan to get rid of Janelle and fucks her over and sends <laughs> her packing. And then in his little goodbye video, he's wearing a Chilltown t-shirt and he all holds the symbol up in front of the cameras, all waving it around as he's all, goodbye, Janelle, with, with <laughs> Chilltown. Then, so then a couple of weeks later, Mike's protege, Ian, who's this yeah. little nerd, all orchestrates Mike getting the boot. Yeah, and nice. when and when Mike's out, Ian all in his goodbye messages like it was me. <laughs> he's like, you, I learned from the best, and I got gotcha. you. And, awesome. and Mike all tips his cap because he's like, he, at first he's all like shocked, and then he's yep. watching, and you can see in his face he's all mad, and then when he realizes he got fucked over, he's all t- tips the cap. Yep. But that that the season really got good because then Dan, <laughs> who is from a previous season, huh. just fucking the the most evil shit. <laughs> Nice. The mo- like he was, he was dead man walking, and he orchestrates a funeral, and, <laughs> and 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 for himself, like this big dramatic thing, and ends up convincing the guy who's like got the power and who's been against him the whole year to like save his ass. Oh God! And then in the that. end, convinces his his like his like protege in the house to put up the guy that she's like not dating, but she's been involved with in the show, yeah. just mm-hmm. to put him up for just for no reason. He's all, come on. I want to have the vote to send out this guy. So in the final four, so he's all put the other guy up and pull me off and give me the vote. Oh my God. So transparent. And he does. And then he all kicks the guy out. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. So anyways, that's, uh, Uh, I I forget which one that is, but you know, reality shows are great when they have like a a person who's just willing to play the game and be smarmy, but you know what? It works best when there's people who just take it too seriously. Of course. Like it's the integrity of the game. (sighs) Worst. So yeah, that's some good ass fucking TV. That went off really well. So we've got, uh, we've still got a, one more thing to go. We do. And, uh, this is part two and this is yours. So talk about it. Well, I thought we were trying to think of like, a mini list and I didn't want to get too kind of cerebral and, you know, whatever. So I just thought, you know, what would our dads like to hear on the mezzanine sleepover? What would get your dad kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know? So, uh, we each compiled five. So really, there's not much to say. We're just going to play them off and, Maybe laugh a little bit of them. I have a little bit of a story with one, and uh, maybe well with a couple, and we'll go from there. So should I lead off on this one because you let off on the other one? Sure. Okay, so a little background on my dad with music. Yep. I don't know a lot of specific stuff that he loves, to be honest okay. with you. Yep. My, my piecing together of what he likes, I know he likes country. Okay. But he doesn't like new country. He likes old country. Nice. And he used to listen to, like, uh, he would listen to, like, CJOB. When they'd play music, like back in the 80s, too. <laughs> my mom would listen to uh, CKY. Yeah. But my dad would listen to... Yeah, my, my dad would listen to, like, AM Country and stuff. Yeah. So my gathering of what he likes is based on two things. One is on records that we had in the jukebox that I know were more his than my mom's. Yep. And the second one is... He would all just bust out into songs sometimes. Nice. <laughs> just when he's driving, he'd sing to himself. Perfect. Or like just bust out into songs. So so I was like, okay, well here's some stuff he sang. All right, let's so, hear some. So uh, here we go. Well, let's do this one. Yes. 
Yes! So this is Bill Haley in the comments. Love it. The lesser known Shake, Rattle, and Roll, of course, famously known for Rock Around the Clock, which was the A side of this record. Still a classic, though. But. A little old school. My dad would have been like five when this came out. Yep. But uh, yeah, seemed to like this song. That's amazing. There was also actually another one by them called See You Later Alligator. <laughs> nice. And uh, have you heard that one? No. Oh, I my God. The name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while you're talking about yours, I'll find it and play a very short clip. All right. So um, kind of the same. Like, I know what my dad likes, but it's kind of a very small kind of uh stuff like if i think about like my son when he's older like it'll be like my dad liked a shit ton of stuff and i, I you know like you could go through you know so many things and we have them all kind of cataloged and on the computer and the itunes library and i got ratings and uh, i'm meticulous my dad a little bit harder we had the the records you know so <clears throat> i don't really know what my dad liked when he was young no idea but <laughs> i do know what he liked when i was young yep so uh, let's uh, let's play the, the the number one dad song. I don't remember what it is, so we'll talk about it when it, when it after. <laughs> so uh, we'll play it for a second, but this is Toto. Rosanna. Yes. Oh yeah, we had this on the on vinyl. The red the album. Toto I think four. it's four. Yeah. With this Africa and uh, I won't hold you back. Yep. Oh yeah, this was on this was on this was on the old uh, record player quite a bit. I I used to love this song. Oh. My dad liked it. Oh, I loved it. And of course, we had the um the tape deck in the car. Uh-huh. So, we'd have he I don't know if he made mixtapes. I wonder if he did. I think he might have. But it was I, it's not something that I know, but I remember rolling with the pulling the trailer. I talked about this with the Burton Cummings song way back on like episode 1. And it was like, go to Kenora and in the old citation playing, playing eighties pop hits. So, uh, yeah, Toto, uh, a, a classic. <laughs> Toto, though, I think Toto's greatest contribution to music is Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Oh, you gotta. Oh, this is an ad. Oh, something else. So, yeah, that's it. Toto, Rosanna. The uh, really, favorite. really the whole fucking album, the, like, like a thriller. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, would, and of course, the, the second biggest contribution, Hold the Line. Well, of course. <laughs> Come on. One of the original Amazing. sing-alongs. All right, here's, here's quickly. See you later, alligator. Well, I saw my baby walking. Yes. I love it already. Basically, it's about getting dumped. Yep. He's like, oh, he sees his girl with another guy, and she's like, see you later, alligator. Nice. <laughs> I love the stats. I should have played that as my first dad song instead of the other one. Now, like looking at it, but anyways. That's yeah, uh, here. Here's uh, here's the next one. How high's the water, Mama? Two feet high and rising. Nice. How high's the water, Papa? She said it's two feet high and rising. But we can make it to the road. I will say this about my my dad, the hipster. Like yeah. like Johnny Cash before Johnny Cash was cool. Absolutely, he did. Love this. Uh, loved uh, the the flip side to this was um, Ring of Fire. Nice. Uh, but yeah, but he would he wouldn't really sing Ring of Fire that much. No. But he'd often ask, "How high is the water, Mama?" 
<laughs> so it's five feet high and rising. Fucking dads, eh? Yep. <laughs> oh, dads. Yeah. We often say that. We often talk. It's like, hey, dads. <laughs> hey, that's you now. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm ridiculous. Like, I can't wait. I can't. One. I can't wait till your kid has a podcast. Yeah. Or it's in the future from now, so it's like a cyber podcast. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, "Here's my dad. It's all Pearl Jam, Matt Good, <laughs> yeah. Electro Funk." Oh man, no respect to some of these songs because there's some. You know, your dad had some good had some good taste. Nothing wrong with Johnny Cash. I love that the original hipster. All right, this one. Um, this one I just remember my dad liking. But I'm not, I, I don't have a lot of backstory to it, but you can play number two. <laughs> Doing it right. Sing along. Doing it right. Like, I don't know, this is kind of like, is, are these, like, Powder Blue Band's Canadian? Yep. Yeah. My dad liked Can Rock. He had a lot of Can Rock. God. This song is hot garbage, though. It's like country blues. This is one of those where it's like you attribute this to just uh, CanCon regulations. Oh, God, yeah. This would have been on, on AM Gold. Oh, here it's we go. Absolutely. There's not much to say about Powder Blues Band. Oh, it's great. But again, another one just, you know, I would just say, if you play that, it's like, ah, that's a Diener song. Of course. Yep. Dads. All, all right, here's another one. I think you'll know this one. Okay. Uh. In eighteen fourteen, we took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. Well, I know we this took song. a little bacon and we took a little beans and we caught the bloody British in a town in New Orleans. We fired our guns and the British kept a coming. It was a nice day. Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, he liked it. Uh, I love. I love. This likes listen. You know, like just a different kind of time, eh? Oh, very much so. We stood beside our Didn't say a thing. Like, was that on the radio? Your dad would be like, "Fucking get a little bit of a pop from the pops." Uh, oh, it would. It would. Like he'd know it right away. I don't know if he'd do a little da- a little jig now, but <laughs> back in the day. A little jig. Oh, I love it, hey? There's your dad listening to that. My dad's all listening to, like, early 80s fucking rock and roll. Like I said, like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I just never got a sense for what he was uh, listening to. Yeah, I often get the feeling like my dad wasn't terribly interested in music after a certain point. And to be honest with you, with my mom, the only reason I knew a little bit more is because I was spent more time in the car with my mom. Yeah. So there'd be music on, and I'd be like, okay, well, I know what she likes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my parents had tapes. Like, they had, like, Culture Club and fucking Madonna. I don't know who liked it more, but they had them. But they also, like, my mom grew up loving the Beatles, right? She was, you know, like, that's not a shock. She was, like, 10 and, like, 13. And you know what I mean? Like, so she loved the Beatles. So we had tons of Beatles, but she never listened to them. Well, we never I, we never had music playing in our house. No way. No, if I was playing it, it was in my room. And even growing up, I wasn't big into music. Um, like really big into it until I was probably like 13 or 14. Yeah, I would, I would concur. It'd be probably around the late eighties for me. I think maybe around, I really started getting into music probably around, you know, when I got hysteria and then I was like really keyed into listening to albums and getting albums. Um, 
I, I do like, I remember listening to music here and there, but not a lot. Like it wasn't like we were like a musical family into music and, and doing lots of things. There were certain points. I don't remember what my mom ever liked until like later on in the eighties when she was all like really into Rick Astley. Oh, nice. And then, and then now, now, now I know. Cause it's all like, she like really likes Ed Sheeran <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like goes to all these fucking concerts. But like my, um, my, my, my dad, um, my mom, sorry. Like, she's like those boomers. that would be like, I really love the Beatles, but like never listen to them again. It'd be like, you're big into the Beatles and they're like greatest band of all time. But like, you know, I don't know many boomers that sit and listen to the Beatles. Well, I guess at some point in time though, right? Like you've been, it's been what? 50 years? Yeah, I guess so. But I, I don't recall ever hearing them ever in the house. Ever. But I mean, I never really heard much music. Like, you got to think about it this way. You know, like, how much do you listen to 10 now? And will you in 25 years? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I listen to a lot of music, though, right? So I tend to listen to a lot of stuff. So I do go back and listen to that stuff. But well, yeah, I'm, I'm more seeking out newer stuff. Excuse me. No, excuse <laughs> me. Is it my turn here? Yep, number three. Number three. I don't remember what it is. We can play it. I think I might know, but go on. Really? This is not my dad in the past. My dad loves ACDC now. <laughs> he fucking loves ACDC. One day I came over and he's wearing a fucking ACDC shirt. <laughs> like, what? I, like, I didn't understand, but like him and my sister went to like ACDC concert and I guess it's like their thing. Okay. Like, ACDC, I don't know. Well, he is living in Brandon. I don't like ACDC. He is living in Brandon now. Yeah. That might have some influence. Yeah, yeah. Even like it's it's five days a week in Brandon, yeah. Probably hears that like I mean Yeah. Don't even play it. I fucking don't like ACDC. Alright. Alright. Uh I'm gonna go to this one next. This yes. one you'll know for sure. Alright. Oh. Yes! Now, this is a swerve. Well, here's here's the story, though. Okay. I've never actually heard my dad listen to this song. Or see my dad listen to this song. <laughs> I only know this because my only knowledge that this song existed in my youth for many years was my dad just singing the chorus on loop as he was driving the car. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, yeah. He likes. <laughs> then one day I heard the song and I was like, "Oh, he must I, have heard the Doors." I don't know if he liked the Doors. I don't have any fucking idea. <laughs> At this point, I'm gonna need to have a conversation with my dad about this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dads. Yep. So my next, my next two have a little bit of stories. So I left them to last. So you can play the number four. Well, I knew this was coming. Uh, yep. So, this is working for the weekend by Loverboy. <laughs> Off, uh, what? What is it? Get lucky. Yep. With the big guy uh, cross fingers over the over the leather panted ass. Yes. And uh, we had this we had this record absolutely. Um, this didn't come into prominence for my dad until like we had this album for many years. This is from 1982 or 81. Um, we we had this album for a long time, but it wasn't until we had a cabin. And I was probably in my teens, early teens, 
And on the weekends, we had taken our big hi-fi to the beach and in the cabin. So he would put this on to wake us up in the morning. <laughs> Working for the weekend, blasted full blast. So fucking annoying. And that's it. That's that's the story. He just, he thought it was funny. Well, let's, was, let's wake the kids up when working for the weekend. He was playing a trick. There you go, dads. Here we go. You know, Loverboy by Canadian standards, not bad. No, pretty good. And you know, I was, I was, I, I just wanted to fucking sleep in. It was the summer, and he just wouldn't let me. Damn, the, you know, he's waking up so early. Damn dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, this last one, it just, this one just reminds me of driving to, uh, my grandparents' place who lived in, in, uh, kind of near Saskatoon for a number of years when I was growing up. So at Christmas time, making the drive, and this Good. would just be on the radio. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, oh, man. Ah, beautiful. What a great song. This version, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the, the original. Yeah, not the fucking uh, Boney M. No, 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 this is the original. I have this track. You know, on my, like, Christmas tunes mix. I, I play here when we go look at Christmas lights. I do like the Boney M version, too, but this is this is classic. Here we go. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, it's dad style, too. Exactly. That's great. So... so my dad is is kind of legendary in in circles mm-hmm. for a theory that he has, <laughs> and this is my dad being my dad, and so he has this theory about the three greatest songs of all time, and I've told many people this story, so let's tell it on the sleepover. It's, so it's, my dad, it's been told on the sleepover. Oh, it has. Okay, well, but there you we tell go. it again. Oh, no. It was a long time ago. Or was it on? Or did we? Or did I? Or did I do it on Beyond the Handle? Uh, oh, it might have been on that somewhere. Oh well, anyway, my so somewhere, dad, somewhere who, someone who's like really uh, into listening to you do podcasts will be like, right, "Well, right. I know this already." But all right, well, you, for the rest of you, my dad uh, has you know he's a pretty serious dude, but he has a, he has a sense of humor, and so his big thing is he has a, a theory on the three most best songs ever written. So uh, for him, I'm going to do it backwards because I didn't the other uh, his he says the number one song of all time is Happy Birthday. And, and, you know, I can't argue with his, his logic because <laughs> everybody <laughs> sings it all the time. And it doesn't matter, you know, uh, it's, it's a song that's universally sung. Uh, his, he says that the second greatest song of all time is, uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. <laughs> uh, just cause he likes it a lot. And here is his, <laughs> the third, usually I tell it backwards and yes. it's kind of funny, but, but, but telling it forwards like one to three is even funnier because this is the number three song of all time. Of all time! <laughs> Only after Happy Birthday and Bright Christmas comes slotting in at number three Dire Straits Sultans of Swing. <laughs> I am not a Dire Straits fan. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Except for when we sing fucking Money for Nothing. <laughs> I just, I don't know what the appeal is, but. I, I don't get it. Lots of people like this song, man. This song fucking sucks. But he loves it. Ah, the number three song of all time. Sultans of Swing. Just bad. So yeah, dads. There's always something, hey? There is. Uh, I guess to... Oh, gotta shut that down. I guess to close off 
uh, this week. We're going to go back quickly to a TV theme to play us out, if that's cool with you. I would love that. That would be great. So we're cooking up. Nice. You know what this is? You'll know in a second, and you'll know where it's from. Nobody can tell you. Oh, yeah. There's only one song worth singing. This, oh, God. I, I didn't talk about it because I, I didn't have a lost clip. Yep. I think maybe my favorite scene in Lost Ever is when they introduce start season two. Desmond. So, Desmond, you see this mystery figure. Yeah. Sticking this record on a turntable. Yep. And then working out, like riding an exercise bike, brushing his teeth, eating food, yep. taking a shot. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the fucking record scratch happens because the, the bomb goes off. Hatch blows up. And yeah, fucking Desmond fucking springs crazy. into action. Amazing. It's so good because you're like, what the fuck is this? That's the genius of that fucking show. But yes, great way to end it. Look up, what is it? Look on the bright side of life or something? Make your own kind of music. Make your own kind of music. By the mamas and the papas. There you go. You've schooled me. So, uh, uh, um, we got some good things cooking up for the next uh, few weeks. We do. So, here to tune in because, uh, you know, uh, it's the sleepover and there's always something sassy happening. <laughs> so, go to at mezzanine sleep, mezzanine sleepover on Twitter. Yes. Follow megamix.com. Yep. On Twitter. Follow me. I'm at Slip with Five Eyes. Slip. Yep. Dirty Slip. And, go and to, uh, yeah. And I think that's it. So thanks for sticking with us. This is episode 29. So 30. 30 coming we should, up. Fuck, we should do a clip show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, man. Or we, you know, yeah, we could do uh, our themes. are going to be big time. All right, gang. We will see you all in a week. All and, right. Uh, I guess that's where it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs>